We've got this storage room in our basement that is used just for that. It's used for storage and old totes, and there's plenty of room down there. And we just thought, you know, what if we turn that into a room for our kids? See, we've got three kids. One's five, the twins are then four. And we thought that would be a great playroom. And, and I was watching on TV, you know, these reality TV shows, Property Brothers, Fixer Upper, and I'm thinking, this will be easy. No cost, we can get people in here and, and in 30 minutes, nice and cute, it'll all be done. Hey, let's build it on Radio.com with Corey Heppola and from Lindus Construction, Andy Lindus. So watching these reality TV shows makes me think this is all going to be easy and I don't have anything to worry about. Andy, is that is that reality? Uh, yes and no. The, the project that you're talking about on the grand scheme of things is a relatively easy project, but it's definitely not going to be cost free. And I, I get exactly where you're coming from. There's There's been lots of times that, you know, my wife will, will watch these things with me and she'll think that we can just go and do some dumpster diving and, and knock on somebody's house and get some old barn wood, maybe some old wrought iron. And next thing you know, we're going to have the Taj Mahal of remodeling projects done for $16. And it's just not just not the reality like the, the project you're talking about is 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 probably a project that you can get done for under two thousand dollars but it's definitely going to be two days of of some pretty good labor to make it happen oh and i watch these reality tv shows by the way they're highly produced they look amazing but the, oh, yeah. some of the things that always stick out to me are are like the price like the price to me it always seems like really you're getting all that for for that price hey here's a heads up yeah you know and i it became really popular, um, and this is something that customers would bring up to me all the time. When uh, remember the show Extreme Makeover? I, I think they are still doing it, but it was really popular about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And and but they were getting volunteers from all over that area. They're getting contractors that were given, uh, hey, you're going to get featured on Extreme Makeover on on nationally broadcast TV, yada yada yada. And so guys would really cut their prices. So you'd look at sometimes a hundred and fifty thousand dollar remodeling project and they would say the total cost was twenty two thousand dollars and it's like it's just not reality when 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 you when you sit down with people and and that was all done in a week and Mm -hmm. when they get a carpenter or a really good interior modeler out to their house and they they say we can't even start for six months you can you can really sense the disappointment in, in some people. It's it's hard to manage those expectations at times. Well, and you mentioned the timing of it. I know sometimes they they'll stamp it in the corner and like day thirty five or day sixty five or whatever it might be. But <laughs> yeah, but they all wrap, they always wrap up in thirty minutes or or sixty minutes, and that kind of like I guess it's not re, it's not realistic in terms of actually this took months and months of time. Yeah, and, and what you don't see a lot, I mean, there's a couple of really good shows that, that can go into it. I, I, I still go to this old house's website and watch old episodes. Those guys just really get into the bones of the house and, and how it works, and, and I enjoy that. And I, I learn things from those guys. I, I have over my, my career. It's just something I get into. And, and it seems like most of these shows are based on the aesthetics of the home, and for me, it seems like almost every project that I get into, whether it's a big or a small project, I start to find more and more and more. So you tear into a wall and then you find some rotten and you got to figure out where the water came and what's causing that rotten or you got air infiltration that's happening or water infiltration. It's, it's, there's more to it than just putting on paint and, and, and decorating the house to make it look nicer. 
Yeah, so the structure of the house then can be, that's, it seems like whenever you do a project, there seems like, oh, we're peeling back more and there's, there's like maybe an issue with the structure. Yeah, or you, you see them just uh, making it look pretty. And, you, and, and for me, I'm looking at it like oh, five years from now, that's going to look like heck. Uh, there's no way that's going to last 20 years. And that's, that's something I always try to bring to every project is it's going to be something that we last a lifetime. In the rare instance, it's not. That's well known by the homeowner. This is a Band-Aid because of budgetary constraints or maybe it's a, it's a rental property or whatever the case may be. So they know this isn't a permanent fix. Uh-huh. And, and, and I see that happening a lot where people are, like, are thinking that that's the good way to fix this house and it's just – it's just not like it, there's 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 things and steps the way that you can take to make your house the most energy efficient it possibly can be, the the healthiest it possibly can be, and it's going to last a very long time. Well, what about materials? Then is is that what you're saying? Like on on these shows, sometimes they use like very basic or, or low level materials. Well, yeah, you know the, the the budgets are there. These these typically aren't contractors that are are looking and and these. How do I put this the right way without offending too many reality TV people? But these aren't people that are looking to build a contracting business. So how long their work lasts isn't probably top of mind. So using cheaper materials, lesser glues, lesser paints, lesser contractors, jack of all trades type people that aren't really specializing in, say, masonry work or some of the other things that they're attacking on the job. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty common. You see one guy do plumbing, electricity, and, and, and everything on a job site. And I'm wondering how they're getting by with codes at times yeah. know, to touch that stuff without having the proper licenses. Well, yeah, I see what you're saying because like, if you do a project, you do not want to be back at that house within five years or 10 years or 20. You want that to last. Exactly. And, and, and there's things that you have to take into consideration on in how the whole house works. It might be just going after one room, but uh, you know, uh, how mechanicals work and how the house works and operates as a whole needs to be a factor. Um, if you're just a carpenter, you probably shouldn't be messing with the ductwork or the HVAC system uh, or how that vents or, or or changing the envelope of the actual house without getting some of that thing, some of those things tested because carbon monoxide should be a real worry. And, you know, again, we, we got to give them a little bit of credit. They got a 30 minute time constraint to show a complete remodel job. There's probably not everything that they can show. And I'm a construction nerd. So maybe this is, that's the more interesting part for me where maybe most people just like to see the pretty stuff, but I want to see the bones of the house, Corey. Yeah. Well, it, it makes sense to me though, too. Like, I mean, it's good TV, right? I watch the visuals. I'm, I'm engaged with it. It also then, but I guess what we're saying is you don't want it to project this false illusion that it's, that it's, Ooh, it's this when, okay, well, look, it's, it, there's a lot more to it. Is there any, is there any show that you do see that you say, you know what, that, that's a really good show. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I seldom don't like this old house. Uh, the guy from Homes on Home, he really seems to get into the problem of the house and 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 goes after some things. I know some of it's staged and I know some of it's scripted with the contractors he gets in there, but there, there's some science and there's there's a why he's doing that remodeling that that I've liked the on the opposite side. Like when I watch like House Hunters International and I see what those houses are going for, what they could renovate them for, and I'm like, this is completely staged. It makes no sense. Uh, some of the some of those flip it 
shows where they're getting a old crappy house and they're going to try to put 30 days of renovation into it and turn around and flip it and sell it. Yeah. And that works every now and then, but I know way too many people that have gotten into trouble and I've been called on to way too many of those remodeling projects gone bad where people are really suffering both financially stress. Uh, you know, my, I've always told people that if your marriage can survive a remodel, it can <laughs> survive most of anything, let alone you put in two rental properties and you add financial stress to it. That can be really hard on some people. You know, one issue that outside of that that can really uh, affect a marriage is this summer issue. Hey, here's health. We get hail in the summer. Andy, when do I need to go up on that roof and how do I know if it needs to be repaired or need to be replaced? Well, I, I always tell people if you're not comfortable getting up on the roof, if it's not something you do on a regular basis, don't. Um, I've heard way too many Way too many horror stories of people actually falling and, and hurting themselves, trying to do something they don't do on a regular basis. So I always start with a ground inspection first and a cheap $20 pair of binoculars can go a long ways. If you can see the different slopes of your roof, you can do a visual inspection and just look for anything loose or anything that looks missing. A, a missing shingle usually shows up pretty obvious or a curling shingle is going to show up pretty obvious. You see signs like that, it's time to get a professional involved. Mm -hmm. Do you have things in like, you know, things that I need to be looking for that are just like I can see from the ground, you know, because, okay, so I don't want to get up on that roof, but is there something then even more that would tell me exactly what I need to do? Yeah, chunks of shingles that have come out, maybe your gutter, um, that mm, a lot of times mm -hmm. can tell you that you had damage on your roof. Uh, some shingle granule loss is going to be normal, but uh, a lot of times these hailstorms, if it's not a large enough hail, Corey, what, what, what can happen, it's almost like a sandblast effect. It's, it's not going to actually put the indentations in your actual roof, but it's going to hit your roof with such force and such so many little pellets that you can actually lose a fair amount of your granules. The granules of your shingle are the part that actually reflects the sunlight and protects the asphalt from cracking and curling, which are the number one and number two things I look for in, in, in telling people this, this roof needs to be replaced. Once your shingles crack and curl, there's not a lot of repairing that you can do. Are there companies that are just, they're adamant trying to like either like replace a roof or, or repair a roof or, or one or the other to take advantage of a situation? Yeah, you know, um, over the last two, three years, Roofing repair divisions are something that when when I go to peer groups and, and, and networking groups or manufacturers meetings, there's always a seminar on roof repairs. One, um, a lot of guys are using it as a profit center. It's uh, where a, a normal roof is going to be in that 20 to 35% margin. Uh, part where roof repair sometimes can approach 70 to 80% margin. So they're making a lot more profit on those roofs and there's no warranty that comes with it. So essentially, when, when I look at roof repairs, if all we're looking at is a Band-Aid, this is going to fix your roof for another two years, I, I'm gonna wanna be upfront with somebody. Because if it's a $3,000 roof repair on a $20,000 roof, now you're gonna take that roof, you're gonna make it $23,000. In fact, it's probably gonna be closer to $26,000 because you're putting the repair off maybe two, three years at mm -hmm. the most, and those prices are going to go up. So I, I have a hard time not looking at it and going, you know, I'm really costing you $6,000 by telling you I'd repair this if I were you. I try to give people all of that information and let them make their decision and go from there. 
Yeah, one piece of advice that my dad always uh, gave me, especially when I was younger, but he's like, if you're going to do something, just do it right the first time. Because lots of times if you don't do it right or you don't go the extra mile or the extra little bit or pay for the, the extra little bit to do it right, you end up paying double for it. And, and I look at my dad, like he's, you know, incredibly, uh, you know, gifted as a handyman. Like he can do everything as a handyman. And I, I may, I'm able to list, you know, pay him off with a six pack of beer, Andy. But when, so if I have an issue around my the house, guy. exactly. So if I have an issue around the house, I know I can call him. But not everyone has that dad or they, they themselves can't do that. When, when should you call like a handyman or a handyman service? And when should you call a general contractor? Like what would be the split there? For me, it's going to be, am I doing something that's just aesthetic? Um, or is it more of a cleaning job that I don't want to do? Like a lot of times handyman services are going to offer services like uh, cleaning your windows, cleaning your roof, cleaning your gutters, uh, painting small things that we're, we're talking about one day projects typically. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that can get expensive with a handyman anywhere from 50 to $150 an hour, depending on, on the guy or gal that's, that's doing that work for you. Um, there's some services out there that are piecemeal and it's going to cost you so much per window to get them cleaned, things like that. But when it comes to remodeling, if there's any type of structural or you're, they're going to have to get other professionals involved, like HVAC people, electricians, that's, you know, what, what, what people don't understand. Just, just take, uh, I'll take the home's exterior, Corey. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm going to renovate your roofing, siding and windows, that's going to be five different crews just off the top of my head that I'm going to have to coordinate to get there. There's going to be electricians that are going to have to be involved hooking up uh, all of the outdoor lights and anything else that we have to change on the exterior. There's going to be siders. There's going to be my, my tear-off crew that does all of the, the water infiltration and air infiltration. The roofers are, are going to be different. The gutter guys are going to be different. It's, it's a whole bunch of different crews that you have to do. Now you add interior modeling. We're talking a, a cabinet guy, a countertop guy, a plumber, an electrician, mm-hmm. a flooring guy, uh, a master carpenter, a trim person. You might talk seven different professionals you have to coordinate. Well, if you want to do that on your own and, and, and figure that out, you can. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But I just that's the time to get a general contractor involved usually. So if I'm doing the flooring in, in that storage room that I, that I talked about earlier, if I'm doing mm-hmm. the flooring there – in that room, a lot of that stuff I can probably do on my own or with, with a handyman. Correct. And, and, and not that handyman aren't more capable than do-it-yourselfers, but I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, handymen are, are typically used for jobs that a lot of do-it-yourselfers were used that just don't have time to do it. Yeah. Dad, I got some spotted cow. He'll <laughs> be right over. <laughs> hey, here's a pointer. When, when it comes to home improvement, sometimes it's just not budgets that make you choose one contractor over the other. Um, what I always tell people, and, and I've had to tell myself this on numerous occasions because deep down I'm just not a very patient person. I, I, I'm, I'm really working on it as, as a person, but I'm not. So it helps me make bad decisions at times out of speed. And I see this happen in the home improvement industry all the time. They choose the guy that or the company that can start in two weeks versus waiting for the quality craftsmen that might take them six months to start, but when they start, they're going to finish and it's going to be awesome. Anytime that a a storm happens in in any of the markets that I work in, I always run across these stories where 
They were making fun of their neighbor that they're going to wait three months to get me to do the job. And we show up three months later and now they're pissed off because they're still waiting on their contractor to finish or come back and fix something and they can't get a hold of them. Mm -hmm. So don't let timelines scare you into something you wouldn't do without that timeline. Just just be patient and hold on. It's, you're going to be much happier for it. Well, in the long run, the six months, if that's what it would be, doesn't mean a whole lot if you get it done and you get it done right. Exactly. Sometimes that job that can be uh, done in two weeks, you might be dealing with it for the next five years. Yeah. Andy, good stuff. 